0: Ashley. Taryn. I have a fact. Of course you do. I know you hate this, but I feel like you'll love this. I don't hate this. Hocus Hocus, Hocus (sighs) Pocus was supposed to be a completely different movie that went with a much darker and scarier script. Oh, my God. And Leonardo DiCaprio was courted to play teenage heartthrob Max (gasps) Dennison, but he turned it down to appear in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, my God. Like, history whoa right that was like one of his
1: like movies that launched him oh that was one of the that was the big ones with Depp. yeah that was crazy and hocus pocus would have been darker which would have been cool but like a darker hocus pocus sounds like a dream come true honestly that sounds amazing (laughs) isn't that cool i feel like they should they should do that
0: I feel Move like you should a separate acknowledge Hocus
1: Pocus. How much you learned from this Terrence Factor. I don't hate the Factor Fiction.
0: <laughs> I don't hate
1: it. <laughs> Bring out the receipts. Bring out the I'm upset. <laughs> I don't hate it.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
1: Hello everyone. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice October series episode what four? Is this four? Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> we got it. Mark up. said yes. <laughs> um, episode four. This is our second to last one. We are doing a bonus episode for Halloween. Yes, we are. Yes, if we you are. guys are unaware, we are an advice podcast, um, but we do only spooky stories from you guys. You guys write in scary stories that you've experienced or known of or whatever, mm-hmm. and we read them on the pod. Which is super fun. If you guys aren't subscribed, do it. Just take a moment right now. You know, subscribe to the podcast um, wherever you get your podcast. Taryn has a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. We both have Instas. Do yep. you think follow us? We're a good time. Do it.
0: I know that you leave every episode being like, I just wish I knew a little bit more.
1: I just want a little more a little of more Ashley connection. and Taryn in my
0: life. So you, you know, can have it. You can with the click of a button. Click of a button. Um, I. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one because both of my, I have a tearing it up uh-huh. and my story are both from two people that I love, which is so nice. <laughs> I, was, I was like, there was such a pause after so, so I was, was it like. such a pause or was it just a pause? Like, I, feel you're like you're exa- <laughs> I feel like you're exaggerating a little bit. Should we such have like a, pause? a, should we have like a playback feature? Yeah, we should. Where we'll be like, Mark. Play, how do you say it? What you know you what?
1: Say? I want a button. Mark, can we get a playback button? That button.
0: Great. That's like what do you what do you say? What even is? Get, roll it back. <laughs> get, <laughs> roll it back. Roll it back. Roll it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because not from the top. Not from the top. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay, top's okay. too far back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just yeah. What um, <laughs> <laughs> is this nonsense. intro? Me and Ash both went on vacation,
1: and we yeah. really haven't spent any time together. Guys, so. guys, and I, I know, I know this is gonna. Do not take this the wrong way. I love, I love. When I make you miss me. (laughs) When we separate for a bit and come back because the the, the reunion is so sweet. It's so sweet. (laughs) I was like on my way back. On, on, like, about to hop on the flight, and I was listening to our episode, and I it hit me how much I missed you. I <laughs> could I, tell. I started texting her because I hadn't really texted you that much. You no. were on the, we were allowing each other to be present in Can our you vacations, you know, which is healthy is in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was like,
0: hi, I miss you. I know. <laughs> she sorry. started like blowing up my phone, and I was like, you miss me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ashley's one of those people who, like, she does not throw you a bone. Like she's not like just randomly just like I just love you. You're my bestest friend. Like sometimes you gotta like work for her affection. <laughs> so when she does miss me, I like soak it in. I'm like, <laughs> love bring <me>. it in. <laughs> Choose me. The
1: spotlight comes down on yeah. you, and she- <laughs> Taryn's just there like soaking it all up. Cut so to me funny.
0: just being like, I have to go on a trip <laughs> every like month. Once a month, Taryn disappears so yeah. that I miss her. Yeah. But anyway, so we're reunited for October series, of and it course. Feels so good. It feels great. And should we just like go? Yeah. I okay. That. I feel that. So to set up the tearing it up, I just want all of you to know, we hear you when you request my mom to send in stories. Uh huh. But can you also just leave this poor woman alone? Like, how much torture do you want a person to go through in their life? If you guys are
1: new you ha- and haven't listened to our previous October series episodes, Taryn's mom has been through it. She has gone through some of the craziest stuff, and she's been so sweet and yeah. written in her stories, which were terrifying. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to those. But when you guys say you want more of Taryn's mom's stories, just
0: you have to realize a real human being experience <laughs> my <this>. mother <laughs> and like you know how like i think one of the ways i'm able to get through all of this is there's a degree of separation right. like i'm like okay yes did that make me pee a little yes but like i can also pretend that i'm like it's not real it never happened because i don't like know the person like personally but when it's your mother, like, that just has made me, like, it's all possible. Like, yeah, attempted murder. Like, being burnt alive. Like, all the yeah. stuff she's gone through. <laughs> I'm like, burnt can alive. y'all chill? <laughs> she needs a second. So, anyways, I was like, mom. Do you have any other stories? So then she was telling me a story, and I was like, okay, well, that's totally like more of like tearing it up. Mm-hmm. So she's so sweet. Last night, she was like so tired from work, but she sat and wrote because she was like, of course, honey. Mama like, e. She's the best. She's oh, literally the best. So sweet. So because you guys requested it so much, here is a short story from Taryn's mom.
1: Yay. <laughs> Round of applause.
0: Okay. This is titled, Never Hug a Lady with a Fur Coat. Oh, yeah. Hello, Taryn and Ashley. Sorry, Ashley, but if I did not put Taryn first, my mom ranking would have dropped low, even though I do think of you as my daughter, too. Um, we will talk later. <laughs> Mama Eats. She okay. loves you. Um, Oh, and then she says, I thought about putting Mark's name first, but nah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Can you tell she's my mom? Cute. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. Um, and she put LOL, which I love you, Mom. You're so She's cute. precious. I know. Okay. So if any of you are a part of the OG UA October Halloween series, you know that I have had some crazy, scary situations in my life. I heard it tearing it up last week and it brought to mind a not funny at the time tearing it up type thing that happened to Taryn's mom, a.k.a. me. Back when I was in junior high, our youth group went to one of the biggest haunted houses ever. It was a huge industrial warehouse that took about half an hour to make it through. That sounds literally like my nightmare. That's a long time. A warehouse, 30 minutes. Even like at horror nights,
1: max is maybe like 10 10 minutes. I could not do it. Max. I could not do it. 30 minutes is a long time.
0: Yeah. She said that you had to sign a waiver to even enter red flag number two. Sweet Jesus. Red flag number two. What is this? I guarantee that some things in this house would be illegal today. By, are,
1: by illegal? Like touching? You'll see. Oh, God.
0: I'm not just going to spill the beans Oh, out. God. Okay. Because
1: that's a rule at like horror nights and stuff. They're not yes. allowed to touch you. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. I had been to one the year prior, and let me tell you, I thought I would never go back. But peer pressure and a really cute guy brought me back my freshman year. The play cu- on, play <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: Can I the tell you a side story? <laughs> guys
0: always get you. It's not this is fair. So, this was like one of my, like, <laughs> anyways, um, I was talking to my mom about... Something She didn't like, like, my first, first love. She hated him, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But after we were having this, like, talk, and she was trying to explain to me, like, the importance of dating, which I've never been a dater. Still to this day, like, it's really hard for me. Uh-huh. Because I'm so, I'm such a loyalist, and I'm like, I commit too hard. Anyways, yeah. so um, she was like, honey, when I went to Biola, I went on, like, a different date like, every week for, like, 12 weeks. Like, I just went, I went out with, like, 12 different guys just, like, feeling things out before I met your dad. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, congratulations, mom. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, me, I'm like, didn't have my first kiss till I was, like, 18. Like, just, like, not a dater. And I was just like, okay, well, good to know you were so popular. <laughs> What's it like, you know? Anyways, my mom's the best. She's beautiful. It makes sense, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. So, She continues, You are told the monsters will not touch you, and you are not to touch them. About three-fourths through this maze of sheer terror, with the adrenaline running extremely high, we enter a fully black-and-white checkered room with crazy bright strobe lights. It appears that no one is in there. Then out of the walls crawl these black-and-white checkered figures who turn around and are the scariest bloody-looking creatures. With the strobe light, their movements are jittery and intense. I can literally, like, I can picture it. Like, the light. I've been in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel nauseous. Okay. (laughs) I could never make it through any of these. Okay. So then she says, one is coming right at me. I drop to the floor and start bear crawling as fast as I can (laughs) towards the opening. I get to a darker blue light glowing area, which is out of the room. I get up and start running to find the floor go out from under me and the room is now shaking. What I did not realize is that I had ran into a waterbed type floor. <laughs> like, imagine running and then just being like full, full speed. Yeah. falling. Oh, my and God. And you can't get up and there's monsters around you. Like, oh, my God. That's terrifying. I am now back on my knees crawling again to where I can see a handrail. I grab the handrail and lift myself back up and step on the floor right as a shock goes through my hand where the handrail is. Oh my God. So they electrocuted her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's there's no escape. Oh my God. Like, but this is something, I can see this being like a haunted house where they're just like, let's get them. You know what I mean? Let's get them.
1: Yeah, also like, tell me why this stuff does happen at like church youth group
0: yeah you know
1: i've seen so many memes of like why did our youth pastors actually try to kill us as kids
0: (laughs) because of the games we would play were always like so intense No, seriously oh my gosh okay i let go and i grab the lady's fur coat in front of me and hang on as tight as i can she starts trying to get me off but i am not letting go My eyes begin to adjust to the new room, and the lady jerks around to look at me. That's when I realize that I'm not holding onto a lady with a fur coat. I'm holding onto a bloody, long-toothed, gorilla-type creature who roars at me loudly. (laughs) I feel so bad for her. This is a movie. At that point, I am told that I passed out. How cool by one of I my am friends. told. I am told. <laughs> I do not recollect. <laughs> when I woke up, I only saw the gorilla and a few other monsters standing over me. That's literally you remember a new girl where he's on the floor yeah. and they all come Nick and he's starts like, screaming. This is my nightmare. that's literally this. That's my one of my favorite
1: moments. The best Nick. scene, yeah. yeah.
0: I screamed and began crawling again, then jumped up and started running as fast as I could through the crowd. <laughs> One of the monsters, who I knew was not supposed to touch me, grabs my shoulders. I turn around as fast as I can, tighten my fists, and punch him right in the face. And I (laughs) knocked him him off his feet yeah you did again I take off running and I hear someone say you're not supposed to touch the monsters so I yell back he touched me first (laughs) I saw an emergency exit sign burst through the door where a non-monster helped me evidently there was a walkie-talkie message about some girl who passed out and then knocked out a monster (laughs) that was just trying to help her (laughs) oh but I mean it's it's hard when you're scary looking yeah yeah your senses are like so crazy um, luckily the guy helping me had sympathy on this poor little scared girl and he walked me to where my friends would eventually come out and I was u- reunited with my group. Moral of the story is never hug a lady with a fur coat in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, That's I have been.
1: Movie. I have been to Horror Nights once, where there was like, if you have been to Universal's Horror Nights, they have a tram ride that they completely convert into a gigantic like walk through horror maze. Um, one of the parts is you get you go on the tram, the tram drops you off, and you have to walk uphill to this like maze, and the whole thing is haunted. So like, okay, there's, there's monsters everywhere. Yeah. They'll be, like, hiding in bushes. No. You know? Um, And I saw this person in front of me get scared by a bush person, literally punched them in the face. The bush person got so upset, and rightfully so. Like, you're not supposed to touch them. And the person realized, like, you could tell it was just one of those, like, reflex moments where he didn't think he just swung because the guy scared him. Um, He took off. Like, full sprint full speed ahead, like, busted through the crowd and was trying to get away from the Bush person. But the Bush person, like throws his mask off and is like looking through the crowd and trying to chase him and me and my friends are just sitting there like, whoa <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's wild. But Yeah, but that's like the stuff of nightmares, like someone chasing after you exactly. like in a costume. Like, exactly. Absolutely not. So it's it's hard because like those are the
1: rules. But at the same time, if you genuinely get scared, sometimes you don't really know what you're gonna do. But
0: see that's why I always tell you I can't go because one of two things will happen. One I'll drop to the floor and just run, so I'll get lost, or I'm a hitter. Like, I grew up with brothers, like, if you get hit or scared, like, you swing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I know I'll either get kicked out or I'll get lost and just have a heart attack and choose death, because I can't, like, it's too much for me. What would
1: happen is, I just wouldn't, Taryn would get lost, and I'd find her in Harry Potter world. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's like a non-scary spot. (laughs) Trying to
0: find Hagrid, like, hold me. Yeah, anyways. Wow. Thank you so much, Mom, for riding in. You are the best in all the land. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. Mama She's E. Cutest.
1: She's the cutest. She knocked She knocked him out. Knocked him out.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs>
1: well that was amazing I love I love that it was like a a very fitting Halloween tearing it up an actual tearing it up yeah Halloween perfect right take note people take note right (laughs) just kidding (laughs) we love all we love everything you said okay I'm gonna go ahead since you did the tearing it up I'm gonna go ahead and do my story um this one is titled a main ghost story okay Mentally Again, comparing. with you guys coming in with all the ghost stories. Mine's not a ghost story. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Uh, praise Jesus. Yeah. Thank God. Okay.
0: Here we go. That way we can half sleep through the <laughs> night after today. Actually, no, because mine is terrifying too. So, oh different God. kind of fear. Thank oh God. Okay.
1: Hello, Ashley and Taryn. Hi. While many traditional ghost stories revolve around terrifying apparitions, feelings of dread, or truly frightful events, there appear to be almost as many that involve lighthearted spirits with not only a sense of humor, but a sense of justice as well. This is one of those stories. And I'm going to put a pin in this for a second. This person wrote this story so well. And I just want to take a moment to say, well done. Love it makes my job a lot easier yeah <laughs> <laughs> or it makes me sound really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, okay okay continuing my name is robert and i'm a graphic designer it was june of 2006 and my fiance jamie and i were scheduling a trip from brooklyn to maine for a college friend's wedding the reception was to take place in the tony seaside town of Kennebunkport, bunkport which hopefully i said that right sounds great <laughs> on the southern coast of maine As usual, we got busy with work and ended up procrastinating with our planning. We took way too long to book rooms at the main wedding hotel, so we had to scramble online to find an alternative lodging. There was some sort of telecommunications conference happening in nearby Portland, so finding an available room was an actual nightmare. After a few days of frantic searching online, my cell phone rang. As luck would have it, one of the hotels we had called got back to us with news of a cancellation. They, they
0: had someone. <laughs> <won't>
1: Obviously, <laughs> they had a single room available, and it was ours if we wanted it. We couldn't believe our good fortune. Mm. Yet we also should have known that the last room a hotel books is usually not the best room, if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> that is, that's where they Truth. kill the I people. True. I used to work at
1: hotels. That's a fact.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: Regardless, room number seventeen would be waiting for us at the historic Kenny Bunk Inn. Kenny Bunk. That's clever. Cute name. The weekend of the wedding finally arrived, so we rented a car and hit the road from New York City up the Eastern Seaboard. We arrived in Bunkport at about 7 p.m. that night before the wedding, just in time to throw our luggage in the room without being late for our reservations at the inn's restaurant, which was supposed to be amazing. The owners of the inn were both trained chefs, apparently. Oh, sounds fantastic. As I was lugging our suitcases up the stairs, we met a small family who were moving their own luggage into a suite across the hall. They told us in broken English that this was their first time in the United States from their native Quebec. While French-Canadian is slightly different from regular French, my fiancé Jamie was kind of excited to chat with them in French as she spoke it fluently. After a few minutes of conversation, absolutely none of which I understood, we bid them adieu and unlocked the door to our room. The first sign that something was slightly off came when I placed both of our suitcases on the bed and hurried to the bathroom to relieve myself after a six hour drive. Jamie had gone back down to the car to get her cell phone charger, so it was just me in the room. As I was mid a large bang from the bedroom startled me to the point where I froze. Worried that Jamie had come back to the room and had fallen, I quickly opened the door and to my surprise, Both suitcases were lying on the floor. Yeah, absolutely not. And Jamie was still gone. I remember thinking to myself, those were nowhere near the edge of the bed. How the heck did they slide off? They were on the bed? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they just like tips. Nope. Nope. Okay. Regardless of how odd it was, I put them back on the bed and hardly gave it a second thought. I figured it was the Victorian era bedsheets being slippery or something semi-logical like that. Jamie and I changed quickly for dinner and headed downstairs to the restaurant. They were crazy busy, so we had a drink at the bar while we waited for our table. As we sat, imbibed, and chomped on our martini olives, we noticed that the bartender was, pardon my French, sort of an a-hole. He was fine to us, albeit slightly brusque, but we saw him be blatantly rude to at least three other customers at the bar. This included an elderly gentleman reading a newspaper who seemed like a regular. While my fiancé was texting the bride-to-be, I heard the bartender say something to the elderly man about, three hours is enough. There are other people who need to be sat at the bar. I'm assuming he was trying to get the guy to leave, but he was definitely going about it in a shockingly rude manner. As the bartender turned his back on the gentleman, a coffee mug from a nearby wall literally shot off its shelf and knocked the bartender in the back of the head really hard. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) That's dope. I'm sorry. That's the kind of ghost That's I would want good, to be. Kind of g- <laughs> exactly. Just
0: like, watch your mouth. <laughs> Freaking backhand. Shut
1: your mouth. <laughs> I immediately looked at my fiance to see if she had seen this, but her head was still buried in her phone. My eyes darted around the bar to see if anyone else might have seen it, but sadly, no one was watching. Not even the elderly man. The bizarre thing was that the bartender didn't seem overly surprised by the event, he picked up the coffee mug from the bar mat and brought it back to the kitchen, acting as if this was a common occurrence.
0: What? Mm-mm.
1: They're friends, they're pals, apparently. Him and the ghost.
0: <laughs> well, apparently they're in a fight.
1: <laughs> Weird, right? As I was telling Jamie about it, the hostess came and told us our table was ready. My fiance was thoroughly unconvinced and thought for sure that it had fallen off the shelf by itself and I was simply seeing things after drinking a cocktail on an empty stomach. I brushed it off and opened the menu. Dinner was absolutely amazing. I had a goat cheese salad and seared scallops with blueberry compote, and my fiance had lobster bisque and grilled salmon with a sweet pepper glaze.
0: Wow, I'm hungry. I was like Ashley, that is like Ashley's dream meal. That is everything I love. Yeah, (laughs) seriously.
1: (laughs) Can we all go on a date? I'll be the third wheel, it's totally fine. (laughs) We're both foodies, and we always remember stellar dinners such as this one. As the night wound down with an apple tart, a slice of blueberry cheesecake, and two espressos, we finally went upstairs with bellies full of food and livers full of dirty martinis. (laughs) (laughs) I love these guys. After we washed up and got into bed close to midnight, things again started to take a turn towards the odd. It was painfully obvious that the children from the family across the hall had snuck into the hallway after their parents fell asleep. They were snickering and whispering in French and making various noises with their toys, which all came clearly through the thin old door. We assumed that they would be caught and sent to bed within a few minutes, but it appeared as if their parents were oblivious and or asleep. After a solid 10 minutes of annoying chatter and the eventful nudging from my fiancé I ended up getting out of the bed to deal with this personally I put on a pair of shorts and opened the door to gently scold the kids just as I twisted the doorknob to open the door however the hallway suddenly fell completely silent I took a step forward and to my surprise the three children were all sitting on the floor of the hallway utterly still looking towards the main staircase 15 or so feet away one of them suddenly turned around As his eyes met mine, it was clear that he had a look of pure terror on his face. I took another step forward, squinted a bit, and looked in the same direction as the kids towards the staircase. This will undoubtedly seem equally as crazy as the flying coffee mug in the bar, but I swear that down the hallway, just under a small glass chandelier, were three small toy cars. The odd part, they were floating about four feet off the ground and slowly spinning in place. I went I'm to.
0: Sorry. What? <laughs> yep. Were they their toys? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't want to be here.
1: <laughs> he continues. I went to say something, but you know that old cliche of the one's tongue getting caught in one's throat? Well, that's exactly what it felt like. I couldn't make a sound even if I wanted to. I turned back towards our room, hoping that Jamie had awakened, but I could see her shape under the comforter on the bed. I would get no help from my partner on this one. I turned around towards the toy cars, just in time to see a strange shadow move from the staircase towards us. A shiver shot down my spine as the shadow suddenly disappeared, the cars rapidly falling from the air and crashing to the floor. The noise was loud enough to wake the kids' parents, who instantly came from their room and yelled at the kids in French. I can't tell you exactly what the dad said, but he asked them to do something. They all shook their heads and then ran by him into the room. He looked at me with a quizzical look on his face as he walked down the hallway, gathered up the toy cars, and said, I'm sorry about the noise, as he warily smiled and closed the door behind him. I wanted to wake Jamie up so badly to tell her what had just happened, but she was snoring loudly under the covers when I eventually got back into bed. I tried to think of literally anything to get myself to fall back asleep, but the image of the shadow and the floating cars would not leave my head. Sleep finally found me, but it certainly took a while. The wedding ceremony and reception was the next day, and it was absolutely beautiful. The Atlantic Ocean served as their backdrop, and the early summer weather was perfect. The main entree was stuffed lobster. I love that he's a foodie. (laughs) (laughs) The main entree was stuffed lobster. The signature drinks were blueberry lavender vodka spritzes, and the DJ played nothing but early 90s dance music. Now there. Can I get
0: an amen? This is my sweet spot. (laughs) she's like stuffed lobster i'm like r&b 90s please
1: (laughs) the event to put it quite bluntly was divine we were so tired and drunk upon our return to the inn that a ghost could have literally slapped us across our faces and we wouldn't have noticed (laughs) Hence, (laughs) hence our final night at the hotel was uneventful in a spiritual sense as we were checking out the next morning, I got over my embarrassment and worked up the nerve to ask the young woman behind the desk about the inn possibly being haunted. She laughed out loud before answering, "In room seventeen. Oh my God, yes, that's our most haunted room."
0: Why would they not? Why would they
1: not tell them that? Because it's follow the money, honey. It's a sold room. <sighs> a fully sold out hotel looks really good.
0: Ah, oh, dear God.
1: Continuing, it's usually booked by weirdo YouTube ghost hunters. I'm guessing you guys aren't really into that. We both smiled and replied, "Mm, not so much. (laughs) She went on to tell us about the two ghosts that are rumored to haunt the inn. One is a former owner of the inn who is occasionally seen at the top of the stairs early in the morning or late at night. She seems to actually welcome newly arrived guests, so there's really not much to be scared of. The other spirit, however, is a bit more menacing. It's said that he's a former night watchman who worked the late shift at the front desk in exchange for room and board. He organized this late night setup so he could keep his living expenses down. Apparently, he worked at the inn by night and wrote poetry by day. His name was Silas Perkins, and he's a bit of a local literary legend in Kennebunkport. A few of his poems even garnered some critical acclaim in the 40s when one was read by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt at a state dinner. The clerk then went on to explain Mr. Perkins' haunting style, if you will. It's said that he was a stickler about exactly two things while on the job. One, that the hotel staff must be polite and respectful to guests at all times. And two, quiet hours start at 10 p.m. And anyone breaking this rule would get a stern talking to. Oh my god. I hate this. (laughs) Jamie and I smiled, exchanged some pleasantries about our experiences, and headed towards the back door to the parking lot. As I was loading our luggage in the car and thinking about the conversation we'd just had with a desk clerk, it dawned on me. With the rude bartender and the loud children, I had witnessed both of Silas Perkins' golden rules being broken. It appeared as if the poetry writing night watchman is not only still on the job, but also rather effective at enforcing his two most important roles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever stay at the Kinneybunk Inn, I would highly suggest that you be polite to everyone you meet and keep your voice down after 10 p.m. Otherwise, you might just get a not so friendly visit from Mr. Perkins. Happy Halloween!
0: I everywhere! I that hate was it. such a good one. I loved that. I literally, my entire body.
1: I loved that. Oh, Isn't that wild? That is so scary. Like, both incidences are scary enough, but also not scary enough to get you to, like, completely freak out. But then hearing about the backstory is terrifying. I mean, the car one? The car one is scary. To that watch, scary. like, all
0: these kids floating. staring and then floating cars that just drop? No. Oh, that was Oh, my terrifying. God. The cup, I'd be like, I feel like I could mentally tell myself. Especially
1: because it was very public. Like There were a lot of people. Like Someone could have thrown, maybe. Why did
0: he throw their suitcase off their bed, though? I don't know. He was just being a butt. He was just being fun, maybe. I'm so scared. I'm never going
1: there. (laughs) But you (laughs) know what's wild? We had a story, was it in our last October series, of someone that went to a wedding in Scotland, remember? And they stayed at a haunted hotel and something similar happened. It was much more of a menacing ghost, but um, very similar story. Like they went to a wedding, the place was booked. They had to go to this other place that only had one room available and it was the super haunted room. Isn't that wild? I, don't
0: th- I feel like they should have warned them. The message
1: to be taken away here Ask is if you're, if you're going to a wedding, <laughs> book it right away. Book it. Stay yes. in the hotel with the rest of the party. Don't go into some little inn by yourself because that is asking for... Some sketchy stuff to happen. I'm never saying anywhere. And then anywhere. every room that you stay in, especially in little inns, old ones, you'd be like, "Hey, have you Any ever rumors? experienced
0: anything? Are there stories about but this then, room?" then it wasn't just the room, because both no. of those things happen outside, besides the suitcase. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm unwell. Unwell.
1: okay
0: i'm ready for mine yes i just i can't i can't i can't do it i can't i i'm like i'm sad october series is ending but then i also i'm like you know peace of mind
1: (laughs) at the the end of every every one Turn and i are like you excited to sleep
0: (laughs) thank god we record like It's light. It's usually during the day. Uh So by the time I get to bed, like enough stuff has happened in my day, Mm -hmm. but every once in a while, like stuff will come to mind and I'm like, yeah, I was staying. I went to Indiana this past
1: week and one of the nights, normally we were all staying um, together in the same room, but one of the nights I was in a separate room by myself and I like woke up in the middle of the night, just wide awake. And it's, you know, when that happens and your brain just starts seeing things, I was like. Oh God! Yeah, and I knew I was like, it's because I've been reading all these scary stories. Like yeah. this is what's happened. This is the this is the risk of oh, October yeah. series. Oh yeah, no, no for sleep for sure.
0: No sleep, no sleep. All right, I'm gonna get into mine. So this was sent in by my dearest friend Alex, and um, I wanted to give just a slight warning. So, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blow past what I'm about to say because I just I can't stay there for too long. Uh-huh. But so our families are very very close, mm-hmm. and they uh, tragically lost her dad to COVID pretty recently. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a part where she talks about her dad and I have a really hard time reading it. So I'm just like warning now because if I start crying, uh-huh. then people are going to be like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But if I start crying. Some backstory. Yes. Because I just miss him and I love their relationship and just the way she talks about him. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give that like precursor. Absolutely. Um. But yes, I'm really excited to share this story. Eee. Okay. Hello, ladies. Love the podcast and love you both. I'm not sure if this completely qualifies as a scary story. Yes, it does. (laughs) But it was scary when it happened, and I still don't 100% understand what was going on, so I wanted to share. This must have been back in 2008 or so. I'm not 100% sure on the timeline, but I know our brothers, so her brothers Adam and then my brother Ryan, Mm -hmm. were in junior high. Back then, they used to ask me to drive them around to toilet paper friends' houses. Oh, my God. I An era. Miss, An era. I really do miss that trend because yes. it was so fun. Oh, my gosh. It was Terrible, so horrible. But so fun. My <laughs> mom was the mom, though. She would take us, but then the next morning, she would bring us back to the house with donuts, and we would help them clean it up.
1: Oh, that's very
0: sweet. I never once, I never once did that. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it was always like we'd come back and be like, "Ha Like it's funny." Once they saw it, and then we'd help clean up.
1: I'd always try to throw it as high as I could into the trees. Yeah, and then the dads oh, yeah. were always pissed because it would just yeah. be there, and they couldn't Forever? get it. Forever. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was never thrilled to be giving up my Friday or Saturday night to spend it sitting in a getaway car waiting for <laughs> these two boys to finish vandalizing their friends' houses, but I did it nonetheless. We would go ever so often and sometimes there would be more boys joining in and sometimes it was just the three of us. This night, it was just us three. We climbed into my mom's van around midnight and headed to the 24-hour CVS to get the supplies. You know what's funny is I, I don't think I knew about this like she asked me she's like do you remember this and I don't think I knew Okay. but Ryan when he was in junior high he was such a butthead like (laughs) we were like best friends all growing up and we still are but when he went through his junior high years he became very like I'm cool and attitude and I remember I used to cry and be like I don't even know you like you know what I mean (laughs) You that sounds like you oh fully He. I feel like I might not he might not have like told me about this yeah maybe he was trying to keep it from you right such a butt okay
1: he's like I don't need my big sister I don't need you <laughs> I know
0: now this was not in October I remember vividly that this was not around Halloween this was a normal weekend night and we were in the store grabbing essentials toilet paper candy drinks etc necessary things for a night of debauchery with a 12 and 13 year old I remember I was standing at the counter paying for everything while the boys wandered through the store. While I was there, I noticed a group of guys come in. I say a group of guys, but I'm not actually sure what they were. The group came in, that came in were all completely dressed head to toe in costumes. They had full head slash face masks and body costumes on. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling very uneasy as yeah. soon as I saw them. From what the boys and I can remember, because we did discuss this to make sure I had the story straight, there was a rabbit, a clown, and some figure wearing a top hat.
1: Hell no. Dude, hell I no. I can't. It's, I can't. It's bad news. It's there, bad enough could during could be robbing Halloween? the place. It could be... It could be...
0: I imagine, like, a freaking, like... February and Uh -uh. this happens like it's not it's
1: either way it's bad no I don't like
0: it I think there were four people but we must have blocked some of it out the top hat guy he was also wearing a full mask so we couldn't see his face came up to me and tried talking to me I tried not to engage with him I'm sure he was just asking about what our plans were for the night but it was midnight and I was not into small talk no I told the boys it was time to go and we left While looking back at the store, we could see all four figures wandering around the aisles in their costumes. We shrugged it off as a very weird interaction and got into the car and headed on our way. We started driving and everything was normal. We were talking and laughing and heading down the main road to get to their friend's house up the hills. After a few minutes, the boys glanced out the back of the car and noticed the car behind us was filled with the costumed people from the store. No. The rabbit-faced person was driving and the clown was in the passenger seat. Absolutely not. I laughed it off as weird, a weird coincidence, and kept going. We made our first turn off the busy street and the car followed. Uh Uh. I didn't want to say anything to upset the boys or perpetuate myself freaking out, so I stayed silent and calm. I just kept driving the route I knew to take the car took every turn i did uh-uh. i would glance in my rearview mirror ever so often and i was only ever met with seeing the blank faces of a rabbit and clown dude no 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 <laughs> no, no 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 especially because no. like you know when you look in your rear view yep. like you can't see it clear or yep. like if you hit the brakes it's like red. red oh my god that's all i was picturing too oh my god yeah oh um, okay. eventually after a few more turns with the car still behind us the boys started to notice they were confused and asked if they had been following us the entire time I said yes and that it was probably nothing and they were just playing a joke to freak us out I said that after a few more turns and once we go to their friend's neighborhood I'm sure they would be gone that was not the case oh, we turned down the street that the boys friends lived on and the car behind us did as well I told the boys that I wasn't comfortable parking and having them get out while these guys were around. Mm -hmm. They understood and I drove past the house and down a side street. The car followed. Uh -uh. The car followed every turn I made. And now I was not in a neighborhood I knew very well and that was starting to scare me. And it was scaring the boys. They started getting more agitated and couldn't understand why these guys felt the need to do this. They clearly had plans since they were dressed up, but they chose to follow us three. They never made any motion or tried to get our attention. They never uh-uh. moved or took off their uh, mask. Of course not. <laughs> that's even scarier. Because it's like if they were like acting crazy, right. that's one thing. But just the still figures. It's like, always worse. Oh it's my gosh. Always so much worse. worse. None of that helped calm us down. I think the boys tried to get their attention at one point, but I shut that down quickly. I did not want to engage. I was trying very hard not to let my true emotions show. And I was terrified. I was 20 minutes from home with my little brothers driving around a neighborhood I did not know with four full-grown men in body costumes following us. Yeah. I couldn't see their faces. I couldn't identify them. Yeah. I made the decision to leave that neighborhood and get back on the main road, and the car still followed. Uh-uh. We were actually by my ex-boyfriend's house at this point, and I knew the streets well. I turned into his neighborhood, shut off my lights. I weaved through the hills and side streets as fast, as safe, and quiet as I could. The car followed. It was at this point they started randomly flashing their lights at us. Oh! They would throw their high oh. beams on, and I wouldn't be able to see anything. I tried to stay calm, but it was hard. The boys were starting to panic. I remember they laid down in the back seat so their heads would have been be seen at all. Like, it's so sad. All the while telling me to get rid of them. I was trying and it was not working. Their panic got worse and that made me more upset. The car was going between flashing their lights to turning their lights off and going down different streets. They would make us think we lost them and breathe a little easier. Then, with their lights still off, creep back behind Why? us. Why? What the hell? I know. They would speed up, slow down to the point where we could not escape them. I started getting loud. I was voicing my fear and the boys were scared. One of them started crying and rocking Aww. back and forth. She was. Like, she told me after. She was like, I didn't want to put it to embarrass it, but it was Ryan. And I was like, I'm fully going to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor but baby. I, I would have been scared too. I am That's in terrifying. my 30s and I would be crying. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I was in tears and finally had had enough. Our car was chaos. We were all terrified and needed to end this cycle of fear. I decided that the smaller neighborhoods were not ideal, especially because these areas were all close to hills and woods. I needed us to be in public and back on the main road. I put on my lights, sped down the hill to get to the boulevard. The car was right behind me. When we got to the turn, the street light turned red. This was the first time we were at a complete oh stop with the car behind us since everything had started. At this point, at least an hour had no. gone by. Like, anyone who's willing to follow you for an hour has an end game plan. Yeah. Right? Like, 100%. That's, not just like, that's committed. That's not like, oh, we're scaring these people. That's yeah. like, that's sinister that's to deep. me. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was now around 1 a.m. and we were the only two cars on the road businesses were closed, no one was driving, it was just us. The light turned green and I took off. I sped. The car behind got smaller and smaller and we started celebrating. That ended quickly when the next light turned red and they got closer and closer. Now they changed lanes and we're oh, coming up no, on a passenger no, 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 side. no, 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 That's They're what going, I was wondering. Right? That's what I was They're wondering. They are going to be right next to us. At this exact moment, a cop car pulls up next to us on the other side. <gasps> We were in shock that out of nowhere they appeared. I know the smart thing to do would have been to get the cops attention and alert them to the torment we had just experienced. But for some reason, we all stayed quiet. I think we were hoping the car would see the cop and leave us alone. Also, too, like junior hires, so they don't know. She was like young, too. So I I can see the whole like just like not knowing what to do. Yeah, You know what I mean? Not knowing the best way to handle the situation. Yeah. Yeah. The light turned green, and all three cars drove together in a line. I kept close to the cop car. None of us made a sound. The air was sucked out of the car. We all just waited to see what was going to happen. At the next light, the car following us finally turned right. They were gone. We had escaped whatever that was, and we could go home. A few blocks later, the cop car made a turn, and it was just us on the main road alone. We all started to relax and discuss what had just happened. We were still scared and freaked out, but at least it was over. We ended up calling our dad. When he answered, we all started talking at once about what we had just experienced. We explained everything and what the guys looked like in their costume and how they had acted. While we were telling him our story, I happened to glance in the rearview mirror and all I saw was bunny ears. No! (laughs) It's so scary. (laughs) I froze, then I screamed that they were behind us and following us again. The boys immediately started screaming and freaking out. My dad calmed us down and very calmly told us to drive home. He said to drive straight home, do not make any unnecessary turns. He told us to stay on the phone with him the entire time, and we did. Yeah, 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 We stayed on the phone, told him every time we turned, and we told him that they were following us every minute. He seemed so calm, and that helped. Finally, we were on the straightaway of our street. I want to go fast, but my my dad tells me not to. He says to pull up in front of the house and turn off the car when we do. As soon as I can see our house, I see my dad. He is standing in our front lawn holding a baseball bat. I started crying because I knew immediately that we were safe. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I did what he said and pulled right in front of our home. He calmly walks over to our car, holding the bat, and the car behind us continues on. Thank God. It does not stop. It just keeps driving. The car is gone. My dad taps on the window and tells us all to get out and go straight inside. We do. We open the doors and run. <laughs> we yeah. get into the house and realize he's still outside. Outside, We run to the window to peek out, and he's just standing in our front yard with the bat. He's waiting to see that the, if the car comes back. He had to make sure the coast was clear. The boys and I sat on the floor of our living room and waited for him to come in. He hugs each one of us and tells us we're okay. He says everything is safe, and he will make sure that those people never come back. He tells us goodnight, and we all make our way to bed. I know we had a hard time sleeping after that, but it was easier knowing Dad was protecting us. Sorry. We never were able to figure out that night. We never knew what those guys wanted or what they were capable of. I don't know if they had set out to pick random people to torment, but they achieved that. The boys and I still talk about that night and how terrifying it was. Clowns and rabbit costumes freak me out to this day. Obviously. (laughs) I would literally, like, I'm scared of clowns, but I don't really have, like, a full-blown reason. reason. Like, they just freak me out. That, like, no. Absolutely not. This isn't a ghost story or a murder story, but it has stuck with us for over 10 years. And the main takeaway here is don't go toilet papering. It's never worth it. honestly
1: right and it sucks because like I mean at least like when I used to do it as a kid the only time to do it was like at midnight when we all know like, yeah
0: you don't everyone be had to be
1: asleep walking around at midnight you wouldn't when get all caught. the sketchy stuff happens yes uh also the takeaway you if a cop shows up
0: yeah freaking Told lay
1: on the horn something. wave yeah. your hands get their attention do what you got to do
0: well I'm thinking too because like I mean i Obviously, she had a phone, so, like, I would know now, like, I would have called 911 right away yeah, and been like, hi, I'm on this street and this street, this car is following me, they're in full costume, like, I need help, but I I could see at that time, like, not knowing, and, of course, like, you call your dad because you feel safe, you know, and even that, like, the fact that he told them to go home and then he was just, like, there, like, I see how that it was just, like, they were scared little kids and they didn't know what to do, Yeah. But I cannot even imagine, like, the whole, but the fact that those people were, like, letting them think they got away, and then coming back, and An then hour? following, and then a cop's there, so they, like, leave, but then they come back, like, And, like, that's the cop terrifying. didn't see
1: the group of kids in full costume? Well, I'm wondering And I don't even know what the rules are, like, can yeah. a cop pull someone over just for being in costume? I think I think,
0: would think it's so. fine, because it's Especially just like, hey, what's going Halloween. on?
1: And it's also, like, middle of the night.
0: But the cop pulled on the other side of them so i'm guessing like when they went the car kind of like pulled back and was like playing it safe to not be seen but dude that whole night like i i could just feel the terror of Mm. what that would be like terrifying
1: literally terrifying that would be so scary i couldn't i mean that would terrify me today like i can't
0: even go to a place where everyone's in masks, knowing that they're all gonna be in masks. Yeah. Let yeah. alone just like in my normal life. No. Yeah. Pretty Absolutely little liars not. scarred me for life with that right? one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because A was in the mask, right? They were Yeah, there
1: were so many like mask moments. Cause in that show, no. I, I can't. I can't handle I it. Hate bad, I hate masks. I hate that. Bad situation. Them. Wow. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Moral of the story here, guys. Don't go into ends. Don't take the last room. Uh, Stay in big groups. You know, be nice to everyone.
0: Call the police. Don't
1: go toilet papering, period. Let's just not do that.
0: I I don't know about you, but I feel like tonight when I'm driving, I'm going to be a little bit scared to look in my rear view (laughs) mirror. That's me every night.
1: (laughs) I'm always like, is someone back there? (laughs) Hello. Uh,
0: Well, I feel like we need need it. It's dad joke time. It's
1: dad joke time. We need to lighten it up.
0: This is a simple, short and sweet. Short and sweet. I love
1: that. I love that.
0: What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? Smash. A squash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, guys, if you heard the dad joke, you already know the drill. You guys are our favorites, and we thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. Heads up, we have one more special October series episode coming out on Halloween we're very excited about it so this isn't the end we still have one more to go this
0: is a one time here we drop a bonus episode yeah
1: we never do bonus episodes it's only for October series because it's our favorite mm-hmm. so be sure to uh, keep your eyes open for that listen to it wherever you get your podcast be sure to like rate review subscribe and uh, do all the You're things nailing this follow follow me and Taryn mm-hmm. if you want more of us that's how you do it that's how you do it <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys in the next episode yes we
0: love you bye, bye.